The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780-ESPN. Let me try that again. Hour number two. Is that better? More energy? 713-780-3776 is your number. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. Send a message. Aaron will read it. Twitter at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At AJ is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. And uh, if you missed the first hour, a lot of Texans talk again. And, you know. I'm, I'm trying hard. To, I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd, AJ. <laughs> Just not happening. Uh, we got a lot of other stuff to get to. We're going to talk some uh, college. We'll talk college championship game, but also a little, I'm guessing a little college basketball betting with Brad Powers today. Uh, do we have Brad? He's on the list. I, I see believe it. so. I'll well, text right. him one more time. All uh, right. And Taylor also at six. Talk about the championship I'm game. I'm sure we'll, we'll talk to him. We, got, we haven't talked to those guys in a couple of weeks. I'm curious. I'm curious if this happened to you. Uh, because the holidays fell on a Friday, that's when they come and take the recycling from our place. Mm-hmm. We went two weeks without them coming. Mm. They didn't come another day. My garage is, and especially since we're all spending so much time. I'm a time Wednesday with, recycling. Oh, well, then you, you're fine. Yeah. But so it's been three weeks, and my garage is actually full of boxes and Gatorade bottles and stuff like that that I can't Do you ever it. think to yourself, Screw the environment. It's going in the trash. Uh, Trash comes on Saturday and Wednesday. Well, our trash does Friday and Tuesday. Okay. So Tuesday would have been fine. And yes, I thought about it. (laughs) But then now now it's gotten so big. And and they didn't tell us they weren't coming either. So I had all this crap outside and it's piled up. And and so, and I don't know how I got in trouble for this considering my wife's on the HOA and, you know, so are my friends, but I got in trouble. We had to put it back inside. I don't know how that works. I thought if you had friends on the HOA, you could get away with anything. Apparently not. And just to, to, to wrap something up, going back and forth with Obfuscator here, who, I mean, they knew there, there's no way they didn't know he was going to be available, man. I know you're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt on this, but why would he sign a contract extension? He, it was specifically when he signed that contract extension he actually had the language in there that he didn't have the first time that you can go anytime you want. So let, let's listen. I, I, that's not the hill I'd die on, man. And, and look, I love you, and I love that you're trying to defend these guys. But that's just, I mean, that, it, you can't tell me they didn't know he was going to be available. There's just no way in hell. Please, says Fred and Jesus, they were drinking buddies. Actually, Jesus liked a little of the weed. You know, just, just throwing that out there. Moses was a drinker. Yeah. Yeah, Moses, he could put it away, man. A lot of mead back in the day. Uh, 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. Hockley Dan, L-O-L-H-O-A rules. Fred, your wife just told you to move the trash. Yeah, that's probably part of it. Um, So there is other stuff going on in the world. I don't know if you... Is there other stuff? Yeah. Kind of think there's other stuff. Well, 
<laughs> All right. I, I mean, I guess if you if you say so. Um, one of the guys we've talked about is is being a candidate for coaching jobs this year, Byron Leftwich. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Did you I, see? I saw Marshall wants him to be their head coach. Yeah. Um, they reportedly think he's a dream candidate for the job. I think he'd be really good there. I do too. I also think he he's going to get an NFL job if if he sticks it out. But that wouldn't be a bad step. Go home to your alma mater. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good gig right now. Doc Holliday left it set up pretty nicely. He he he's turned that team into a really kind of a, a perennial power in, in that conference. And I mean, look, being a power in Conference USA doesn't say a whole lot, but right. I mean, but they're the they're certainly at the top of that conference, and yeah. I, I think that you know that's a team you would look at if uh, seven bowl appearances in eight years. I mean that's that ain't bad. Yo, Adrian, didn't Moses burn some bush too? Yes, yes. That was a one-time thing though, and he regretted it. Yeah, went back to the went back to the sauce. I love it when you guys. Uh, I love it when you guys find things to make fun of me for. It, it makes my day. Well, I don't have to search all that hard. <laughs> no, you don't. I mean, I do make it easy for you. Matthew says, what if Easterby gets fired by Casario? I don't know that Nick Casario has the power to fire Easterby. Yeah, was, so we, I don't know if we that's, did that on Twitch or what earlier, yeah, that, but, but that question came up. But, yeah, I, I don't know. And It's nice in theory, but I, I don't think that's realistic. Yeah. So, all right, 713-780-ESP is your number, 713-780-3776. I, did you see this Sean Payton story? About how they were trying to get fans into the Superdome. You do okay. You know, I it's guess actually a pretty smart. Uh, well, it's not smart because it's impossible. But right. It's, I mean, it's a nice. It's it's what we would call outside the box thinking. Yeah, and uh, you got to love Sean Payton for that. It's not the same. Um, I don't even know how many fans we're going to have, or if it's been announced yet. But anyway. Can you create one? It's, it's the team creating its excitement and generating its excitement. I think you, you, you've you got to uh, you've got to be ready, ready. But I, I think this year, uniquely this year, look the away the away games for any of these opponents is not as daunting maybe as it would be when you have to go in and deal with the crowd noise and all the other factors. I brought up the idea of of, of testing fifty thousand people and quarantining them in a hotel and having like the most safe this superdome in the known to man scientifically bust them they've tested every day and you've got a covid free facility and i think uh i think that's possible i don't know if it's taken off or not okay, there was a little tongue in the cheek there i think so but i don't hate that idea i don't either man uh, i don't obviously it's not gonna do, work you obviously can't do fifty thousand, but you could probably do 25 or 30 and also what's that cost you like well, I mean, because that's obviously, what I want to know. Who's footing this bill? Yeah, obviously the consumer is who's taking on that cost, right? For the, like, it's not like the Saints are saying we need a we want a full stadium, so we're going to pay for you to stay in a hotel this week and all the tests. That ain't happening. And Let's, the busing. Yeah. So nice thought, but <laughs> that, not realistic. Then your your seats at the very top become six hundred six hundred seven hundred dollars a pop just right. to walk in the building. You know, I wonder what the seats were for like Texans games this year. How much they actually cost? Because. I mean, what they were doing, like 13,000 fans. Right, but wasn't it, didn't season ticket holders have first crack at it? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly how it worked, 
I'm guessing it was mo- it was mostly season ticket holders. I'm guessing. This year. I'm guessing by the end of the year, there weren't thirteen thousand. Well, there might have been, but there were a lot of giveaways. So. Uh, listen, I know, I've got buddies who the, the bigger the bigger draw for them is the tailgating. Like they don't oh, okay, we can go in and watch the game, I guess, or we could just hook up a TV out here and tailgate. And yeah, well, I I knew people that used to just get the the tailgate tickets and not even go into the game. Yeah, but. Um, I mean that's and that's fun, although you know I don't I don't know it's it's I, I when I go to UH games the tailgating is a lot of fun but then once the game starts it's about the game at least for me but you know we've I I think that is one thing you know what here I'm going to be positive Freddie all day today Texans do have great tailgating yeah their fans they bring it for tailgating that's a positive you know and. and I, and I, I hope Nick Casario turns out to be a really good guy. Well, he can be no, he can be an a hole, but I mean, be really good at his job. And there were other teams that wanted him. That's another positive. So, um, somebody said I looked at Texans tickets on Craigslist, and they're about the same as usual, one hundred fifty dollars. Do you trust Craigslist for tickets? I don't know. Or is that the kind of thing where you get there and somebody's already used them? So. I mean, I never even thought about going to a game, so I'm the wrong guy to uh, to ask. Uh, see, the looks like the Astros signed a reliever. Well, isn't that exciting? Boy, it's hard to get excited about baseball at this point. I know there was some people talking about Lindor and, and Carrasco, which is a good get, and they didn't. I don't know that they gave up all that much, but uh, they gave up one guy that was like kind of already a failed major leaguer, and and the guy that replaced him. But you got two pretty damn good pieces. I'm guessing the Mets are going to pay Lindor a bunch of money to stick around for the foreseeable future, and they're probably still trying to get George Springer. Could be a big offseason for the Mets. But Yeah, it, it's like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. It looks like it's down to the Mets or the, or the uh, Jays for Springer. But as far as the Astros, I mean, every bullpen arm is helpful, but it just feels like they just need so much. You know, it, it feels like they – it was. It felt fortunate that they got as far as they did yeah. last year, and they're coming into this season with a lesser roster than they did last season. So it, they're going to really have to wow me. Yeah, I honestly, I, I I'm not ready for baseball. I'm not. I, I just right now. I'm just. I'm barely listening to it. people talk about the damn Rockets. Yeah, well, I, I I wasn't ready for for basketball to start up no. as soon as it did. It, it wasn't over long enough for me. And it was, there's still football going on, so it's kind of like, eh. But so, that's generally the way this show looks at life. As long as football's <laughs> going on, everything's everything cool. else is kind of on the back burner for us. Yeah, that's, that's... I mean, I deal with college basketball because I bet on it, but we don't really talk about that on the show. So, yeah. it, it, I mean, it's a football world that we're living in. It always has been. Uh, here's a name to scratch off for your... We're talking about the University of Texas and potential candidates for defensive coordinator Mm -hmm. uh one of the names that i neglected to mention and it's good that i didn't mention him because because now it's a no um derrick mason is uh going to be working with auburn as defensive coordinator so that but that's the kind of guy that that i was thinking that's what texas will go after is one of these guys who was a head coach who was a really good coordinator like will muschamp uh but derrick mason was another name that that i had seen but he is now off the board going to auburn not that I don't think Texas will have any problem finding a good defensive coordinator. With the money they spend, I'm pretty sure 
If they wanted him, he'd be there. Is that former, uh, I know it's not, but is that former Texan wide receiver Derek Mason? Uh, no. Not, oh, different Derek. Not quite the same okay. one. Boy, that, that's, no, that a, been a that's a pull. What years did he play there? That was like in the beginning. Uh, I think he was only here like a year or so, but he was, no, because he was in, he was a, a Tennessee Oiler too. So he, like he started, he, he was Tennessee Oiler early in the early days. And then he came here like, I mean, after the Ravens, he was with the Ravens. That's where he had, you know, Tennessee and Baltimore is where he had success. And then he went somewhere else and then the Texans. The Jets. So, the Jets. He was with the Jets in 2011 and then the Texans in 2011 as well. Okay. Well, there you go. Ten years ago. Gosh, Time flies, doesn't it? It just seems like yesterday. Uh, see, Derek I- Mason, I think former, he was on the Titans Super Bowl team, right? I believe so. Yeah, who was who was the guy who came up? Was at, he on the Ravens Super Bowl team too? That sounds. Familiar. He was there. Yeah, he was there from oh five to twenty ten. So yeah, he had to be. Look at that. Now I'm now I'm wondering whatever happened to Kevin Dyson. I don't know. <laughs> He's not coaching well, the, the defense at Auburn. I can tell you that <laughs> one of the most famous arm stretches in football history that came up short, just short, just a little bit. I guess it wasn't on that Ravens Super Bowl team. Yeah, it's AFC, AFC champion, nineteen ninety nine. So he was the he was the NFL's all purpose yardage leader in the year two thousand, and an all pro wow. selection. And now look at him coaching the Auburn defense. Yeah, yeah, couldn't couldn't cut it at Vanderbilt. <laughs> okay, this might be my favorite Geico commercial, the fencing one. It's ridiculous. All, it's all it's so stupid. I love so it. Stupid. I, it's so Geico stupid. Geico and it. Liberty, Liberty Mutual. Yeah, see, I don't find the Liberty ones that funny. Liberty Bibbity. But the. The fencing one and the clogging and the rat problem are my three favorites. Yeah. Especially the rat problem because that's, you know. Are, are they the ones who do the, the tag team? So like where it's tagged, like tag team helping you with your dessert? Scoop. There it is. Have y'all not seen oh, this yes, one? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think I have seen that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, that's their new one. It really ages you because you realize tag team is like old people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. <laughs> And Fred, you, it's a it's a pop culture reference. You probably don't get tag team, but like in the early '90s, they were a one hit wonder. You'll get it coming back. Uh, <laughs> and they, like now, they're doing commercials, and they're like old men with gray beards. Well, it's, it's just like the Salt and Pepper when they had the Salt and Pepper one. I like, don't like two years it. ago. I don't like seeing uh, people who made music when I was a kid as old people. I only want to see the the only old people I want to see doing music are the people who were old when I was a kid. Like Paul McCartney being an old person is fine to me. It, you, it you freaks know, out other people. It's fine to me. You know, notice how he's saying this is a pop culture reference from the nineties. Well, Do you realize that ages you, AJ? I mean, it's a hip hop reference from not, like nineteen ninety one. Do you really think you're going to be in on that? No, but that's your wheelhouse. Is nineteen ninety? I mean, well, I was ten years old then, but yeah, if that's my got, wheelhouse. Yeah, well, every you kind of treat everything like tag when you team were was very. Popular, like yeah. I mean, it was it was a huge hit, almost like probably not quite like Ice Ice Baby level hit. Okay, but it was a pretty. But big see, hit. I knew that one. You did know that. that one. Well, that's because a white guy saying yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> Mobile One used to give out mix CDs, and they gave out one that was supposed to be like songs of the Rockets and Oilers and Astros, and it was just that and a bunch of other like songs of that. And we used to put it on the boombox while we were playing basketball in the uh, in the driveway. Um. Obviscator sent us this thing from Space City Weather. 
And it says, could the Houston area see snow on Sunday? The answer is somewhat complicated. So maybe we should reach out to Eric Berger if it's actually going to snow and get him to pop on tomorrow. Because that's, that's not like a hurricane end of world thing. It might actually be cheerful to the people. Some people may want to see snow. I don't know. Maybe I'll sing Whoop There It Is coming back in from break. Maybe we can find a karaoke version. I know the song. I just don't know who they were. Tag team back again. Check okay. it to wreck it. Let's begin. Okay. Party on, party people. Let me hear some noise. DC's in the house. Jump, jump, rejoice. Say there's a party over here. Party over there. Wave your hands in the air. Shake your derriere. These three words would get him big. Whoop. There it is. Hit me. You were supposed to do the chorus right there. Whoop. There it is. I gave you a chance. I, I know you did. I, I set you up. That, But that was like the who let the dogs out of. Upside down yeah. and inside out. I'm about to show all these folks what it's all about. No. Mm. I, I can't go on from there because there's naughty words after that <laughs> that I don't want to say on the radio. Oh, darn. All right, quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 97.5. You're listening to The Blitz hey guys, sports on ESPN 97.5. Sports to you. Party people! Yeah! Tag team music in full effect. That's me, DC, the brain supreme. And my man Steve Bowman, we're kicking the flow. We're kicking the flow. And it goes a little something like this. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Just let it go. We're about to find out if you pick the edited version. The one word that I know that's dirty is edited out of this one. Upside down and inside out. I'm about to show all you folks what it's all about. Now it's time for to get on the mic okay. and make this mother party. All right, yeah. yeah, he did it. All right, all right, good job. He had two words right there. Yeah, those, those are the, the only ones that I knew that it got mother effing. Which, by the way, I guess maybe they didn't realize what a uh, a big hit it was going to be. I, I guess it didn't it didn't matter anyway because they had the N word in their song and it still became a, a major radio hit for them. Normally, you know, if they if they know they've got like a pop chart hit, they won't they won't use it. But it worked out. Tag team knew what they were doing with that one. They I, wouldn't then. Now they would. Well, now they would. Well, now they're making commercials. And now their scoop. There it is. Yeah. Chakalaka, chakalaka. They say. Mm. Uh, you know, it's it's more of an homage. That's right. Yeah. Um, Wade sent us this on Twitter, and it's got Mike Greenberg tweeting tweeting about. Trading for Deshaun. I hate to break it to you, Greeny. You're way behind Jake Asman, who <laughs> tweeted that out earlier today. I almost responded. It's like, come on, Jake. Stop. Stop. Well, John Granato and I talked about that in our sports map video. Like, we were talking about what would it take for Deshaun? Like, what would you accept back? If the Jets said, we will give you both of our first-round picks, one of those being the number two overall pick, we'll give you Sam Darnold, and we'll give you a number two draft pick next year. Would you take that? No. Ooh. Okay. No. Not enough for me. Um, I want both. If, now, I if want, they had the number one pick, it's a different conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I want. I want both their first round picks. I want next year's first. I want second rounders this year, next year, and Sam Darnold. Oh, jeez. Well, that's you, that's my price. You think Deshaun Watson's Patrick Mahomes? Well, I I, I think if you're the Jets. 
if you're the, he's worth it if, to you. What if the Jags say we'll give you both our first this year and a second next year? Absolutely. Yeah, same. Because that's different. Because you got Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, but if if you're the Jets, because I don't, I don't really want. Yeah, that would be Fields. very foolish of the Jags to do. Yeah, well, they wouldn't. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think there's any way they would do that. But the Jets, if they came to me with that offer and said, "Okay, here, our two first round picks this year, our second round pick this year, our one and two next year," because I've also seen that when he doesn't have anything around him, Deshaun can go four and twelve. Yeah. So you're probably going to get another couple of pretty good picks. And then bring me Sam Darnold. And then uh, what I would do at that point is if I think I can fix Darnold, I keep him. Otherwise, and, and then I trade down out of that second pick for more first-rounders. Yeah. Try to build this roster in a hurry. But uh, but that's what it that's what it would take. I mean, that's that's the starting point. Even then, I'm not sure I could pull a trigger. But if he wanted out and I got that offer, yeah, I, I would do that. But I'll demand more than you. I don't know that there's a player. Because I I ain't Bill O'Brien, i got to tell you. Yeah, but I I don't know if there's a player in the world that I wouldn't give up three first-rounders for. Maybe Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yes, you would. For Patrick Mahomes, absolutely you would. Uh, Yeah. And guess what? He's not available. This is going to be the best. You're talking about a 25-year-old in the prime of his career on the upside uh, when everybody's trying to get that quarterback. Who's signed to a short-term deal, though. Like, that's the other thing. Well, it's it's not that short-term. He's still got... uh, what four more years on but the deal? But if if we were talking about that he was like the extension he signed was what they should have signed him to, and he's locked in basically through through the years of his prime, it'd be a different conversation. Yeah, well, no, to me it's the same conversation because you got the guy for um, I think three more years after this, maybe four. I got to double check, but I uh, but at least that plus two franchises. That's true. So and, and oh by the way, you're probably going to renegotiate with him at some point and get a longer deal. So, uh, but that's, you know, that's, and then go ahead and just completely suck next year. Find out if Darnold's any good. If he's not, you can have another high pick. Yeah. And you start looking at next year's quarterbacks. So, yeah, I mean, and obviously purely hypothetical, but yeah, if if you're the Jets and you call me with that offer and Deshaun wants out, I'll, I'll listen. I'll probably try to squeeze something else out of you. <laughs> well, I mean, I want, of course, want, you got to try. Yeah, you got to you got to be Kevin Costner, right? I want Putney or whatever his name was. You know, you, you want the kick returner. I want, I want something else. Ooh, you know what I want him to throw in? What? Uh, I'd want him to throw in that tackle they drafted last year. The Jets? Yes. Well, they'd tell you to piss off. Uh, you want the quarterback? <laughs> Yeah, no. dude, dude. If you want, you want this. It's gonna cost you. You want multiple firsts and that guy? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll kick you back, Titus Howard. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. But honestly, if you if you call you're me, you're the kind of guy who gets hung up on. Hey, you're you want my guy? You're Daryl Morey talking to everybody except the Seventy Sixers. You know what? <laughs> if, if and if then Daryl calls the Seventy Sixers and they're like, deal. See, if you call me asking for my guy, I'm not going to start with, yeah, you know, I'll take two number ones for him. <laughs> See, you're a bad negotiator, Hoffman. You no, always I, you always start way over. I know, and then and they then hang you, up on you. They're not going to hang up on you if they really want him. Like like when teams are calling for Will Fuller and saying, I'll give you a four. I'm not going to start with a four. I'm going to start with a two. And if you don't beat my price, okay, I'll let him walk and get a three. 
Yeah, this this you've gotten spoiled. You've been around Bill O'Brien. Maybe so. That that's it. You're a Bill O'Brien guy when it comes to trades. You're willing to give him up for anything. Not me. You want my guy? It's going to cost you. Oh boy. Seven one three seven eight zero. ESPN OT says well, Watson will chill. He's a great anchor to this team. I think he will too. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I and think I, he, it's an emotional moment for him. It is, and and you know, I, I think it's not ridiculous to bring this stuff up because people are bringing it up. But realistically, I think it gets worked out. I think he probably gets a, you know, I I think it'll get smoothed over when he sits down with uh, Dick Casario, and you know, his name's Nick, not Richard. Oh, sorry. That's all right. I, I knew it rhymed with Ick. It's a slip. <laughs> Would you want Mackay Becton knowing that his ankle probably exploded against the Patriots? I'd last still week? want him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That guy. That guy's going to be good for a long time. Like if I said uh, two years from now, who do you think better would be better, Mackay Becton or Titus Howard? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Even on one leg. I'm just you know. So, but realistically, what is Watson worth, Fred? Watson is worth whatever. A team is willing to pay for him. And I know that sounds simplistic, but and it's also like if the Colts came to you with a ridiculous offer, then you're probably not taking it because you're going to be facing the guy for the next 10 years or the Jags for that matter. Now, the, the Jags would be different if you were getting Trevor Lawrence, but even though, even then, you're not going to, it doesn't matter what they offer. It's not worth trading the guy in the division. It comes down to what would it be worth to the Jets? What would this mean to the Jets organization? That's where you get into how much are they willing to pay. Well, it also boils down to what do you think of Deshaun Watson? Like, where do you think he rates out for you versus whatever you think of Justin Fields or Zach Wilson or whoever the whoever they project as the best guy available right. at two? Right. And then you've got to factor in that you'll have that guy under team control at the low cost for five years. And you wouldn't be giving up two extra first-round picks. I, I, If I'm the Jets, I think it's too much for me. Well, that's that's what I would do it for. Yeah. I, I now, think, here's the flip side. Deshaun may say, dude, do not trade me to the Jets. I have a no-trade clause. Yeah, that, and that's the option he's got. Yeah. So it's got to be a situation that Deshaun's willing to go into. All right. Quick break. Yeah, I, this, is, this is a really underrated song. Oh, great song. I love this song. Because I remember you asking me if you, if I thought they were alternative. This song is definitely alternative. 90s alternative, not what, what they call alternative now. All right, quick break. It's a blitz at ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Who's this? Hey, this is Trey Wingo. You're listening to ESPN 97.5 Houston. Hello. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz, and it's been a while. A spell, as it were. Brad Powers, bradpowersports.com. Follow him on Twitter at bradpowers7. Brad, hope you had uh, great holidays, man. Welcome back. It's been a while. 
Yeah, been a while. Hopefully, uh, you guys uh, had a happy holiday season, and hopefully, uh, 2021 uh, is doing a little bit better than 2020 so far. Well, so far, so good. Uh, I mean, besides the, the Texans continuing to light themselves on fire, but you know, we, that's to be expected. That's what that's the, the cross we bear here in this town, Brad. Uh, any surprises? I mean, obviously, I, I don't think anybody saw uh, Clemson just getting throttled the way they did. But I, I think that most people thought that Ohio State was certainly a live dog in that match. Were you surprised at how either Ohio State or Alabama played in their respective uh, semifinal games? Yeah, I certainly was more surprised with Ohio State's dominant performance. I mean, it's not like it was, you know, because they were plus four in turnovers that they dominated Clemson, especially after the start. I mean, if you watch Clemson's first couple of drives, uh, I mean, they didn't have any problems moving the football. And then all of a sudden, I mean, from about the mid-second quarter on, I mean, Ohio State just absolutely dominated the Tigers. So, yeah, I was surprised that Ohio State was able to, to put that effort, that kind of effort, and, uh, we'll see if they can stay consistent with that. Uh, I mean, that was by far and away their best effort of the season. Alabama did what they had to do. They got up early on Notre Dame, kind of put the uh, the keys to the, all the different toys that they had. They, they put the little keys away and just, you know, kind of finished the game and moved on to the championship game here on Monday night. Brad, when when you you look back on it, we we've talked about how you know, there was all this debate about whether Notre Dame belonged. Did it really matter what other team that they put in that spot? I mean, it was going to end the way it ended, right? Absolutely. I mean, I think that, and that even played out. I know Texas A and M was able to beat North Carolina, but I wasn't that impressed by by any stretch of the imagination by A and M in that game. And you know, they put A and M in there. I mean, A and M already lost by four touchdowns to Alabama. Uh, Cincinnati couldn't beat a Georgia team that, that lost by 17 uh, to Alabama. So it really didn't matter who you know you put in that game it was going to be. I actually think the 17-point result was about as good as it was going to get against this Alabama team. Well, the, the line opened for Bama at 7 for a brief, brief moment. It was down to 6.5, and, and I thought to myself, you know what, I'll wait and see if it gets to 6. And now it's at eight, eight and a half uh, in most places. I mean, I guess our days of seeing a seven are probably long gone at this point, right? Yeah, I don't think it'll come down. I mean, it really is going to depend on this final COVID news for Ohio State. I mean, there's rumors that they're going to have several defensive linemen out. That's not ideal when you're facing a physical team like Alabama. So I probably won't find out that news until probably game day. Uh, well, we didn't, as far as Ohio State, they going into the Clemson game until few hours before kick. So, yeah, I, I don't anticipate the line coming down too much. I, yeah, I really don't expect it to go up too much. I think it's probably going to be a fair number. Uh, I, I do lean Ohio State, though. I think I'm a little bit of an island. I think some people are surprised. But, you know, as long as they got a majority of their defensive linemen there and they're not all out, I think Ohio State can hold their own at the line of scrimmage. I thought certainly Notre Dame did. And Ohio State's got, you know, a little bit better talent level than the Irish. And, you know, it also, I mean, another big question mark is the overall health of Justin Fields. I mean, after taking a shot in the Clemson game, it didn't look like it bothered him too much. And, you know, throwing for six touchdown passes, I mean, he's going to need another Herculean effort like that uh, for, for, obviously, Ohio State to keep pace. And another major question, there, there's more questions than answers right now. Uh, Jalen Waddell for Alabama, does he suit up? Is he close to 100%? I mean, Alabama offensively is almost, you know, unstoppable as it is, but you throw Jalen Waddle in the mix and he's close to 100%. I don't know how this 
you know, average Ohio State secondary is going to hold up. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's a poor secondary for them. And if they're missing guys up front, that makes that poor secondary look even worse. The, the total is obnoxious, 75. Um, but when this game, when, when, we, when it was decided that it was Alabama and Ohio State, I said, I don't think Ohio State gets stops against Alabama. I think if Ohio State's going to stay in this game, they're going to have to score a ton of points. Do you agree with that? Do you do you agree that Ohio State is going to have more tr- more trouble stopping Alabama than scoring on Alabama? And if so, does it lead you to a a, a lean or a like on the total? Yeah, I I think Ohio State's going to have to instead of what Notre Dame did, pull, you know, play keep away a little bit. I think they'll just you know try to go score for score and just try to get a few stops. I mean, I go back to the SEC championship game. Florida did make a couple stops on Alabama, but Florida's not a very well coached and disciplined team. Had a couple of you know post snap penalties that extended drives, and then the, the one interception they had. I mean, the guy turns the ball right back over on a fumble on the return. So, I mean, if Ohio State can make those types of stops, then I think I give them a shot here. But but even with that said, <laughs> Alabama's going to score you know probably around forty some points. And what I do like is Ohio State's team total over. 33. I think Ohio State offensively is better than Ole Miss, better than Florida, uh, and this is not a an elite Alabama defense, right. at least compared to other Nick Saban outfits there on the defense side of the ball. So it sounds like you you were interested in the over as well. I would lean over. I mean, it is a tough. And you told me at any point, like ten years ago, hey, you're going to have a, a national championship game between a Big Ten team and, and Alabama. And the total is going to be like Baylor, Texas Tech. <laughs> I would have called you a liar. Uh, I mean, historically speaking, I mean, it's priced as the highest total in the history of any championship game in college football. Brad Powers is our guest. And, uh, uh, Brad, I, I know obviously you're really good at college basketball, too. Um, I want to, I want to get into that a little bit. What do you think of them doing the tournament in one place? Is, is that going to have any impact whatsoever on, on how you'll handicap the tournament? Uh, I haven't thought really uh, of that point yet. Uh, it's really going to depend on how if they allow fans into it. Because I mean, one thing I, I would say it probably is going to favor more of the favorites. Because if you watch March Madness and, and say the underdogs, you know, hanging around in the game, I mean, the, the crowd really turns on the favorite a majority of the time. Where uh, I'm not sure that we're necessarily going to see that, and we see it almost in all sports with, with limited fans. I mean, it really, you know, the favorites generally went out when it's all said and done. So that would be the only thing off the top of my head that I can think of at this point. You know, it might be a negative that Duke and North Carolina are playing, you know, both the first round and the, you know, Sweet 16 regional finals in, you know, Greensboro or Charlotte. So it's probably a negative for those types of teams. Brad Powers, our guest. So, uh, uh, who's impressed you so far in college basketball? Obviously, UT has been off is off to a really good start. UH locally, but uh, uh, and Gonzaga looks. You know, we, AJ talks about them all the time. But uh, who are the teams that are standing out to you so far? Well, I think you obviously start with the Gonzaga, just because I mean they have the, the, the Zags have played some elite teams, and you know it just hasn't been <laughs> a contest in a majority of those games. And I would have loved to see that Baylor game and just to see. Uh, another data point, yeah. especially on the Baylor side, to see where they stack up. But I think far, far and away right now, Gonzaga is the best team. Uh, although you, you know, certainly Texas has showed their medal. I mean, when anytime you can hand a twenty-five point loss 
at Kansas, historically speaking, the largest loss in the history of Kansas basketball at home. I mean, that's saying something. Michigan last night, I think, in a game against, at least from a power ratings aspect, Minnesota was the best team that they had faced so far. And, I mean, to run the Gophers off the court like they did. Michigan's a team that looks like they're a legitimate contender. So, uh, Gonzaga's the best, but there's still plenty of contenders out there that are capable of winning at all. One of the teams that I, I've fallen in love with this season, and I, and I think like if someone asked me who's my Final Four right now, I'd probably have a minute. Is Tennessee? Curious your thoughts on what what you've seen out of the Vols so far? Yeah, I mean defensively, certainly. Uh, I mean uh, an elite uh, defense uh, from, from Tennessee. Uh, I think they were in that one or two range as far as defensive efficiency. If you're looking at Kempom, yeah, I'd certainly that they're a program that that's been waiting to make a breakthrough uh, here and. You know, I had to loss that against Alabama over the weekend, kind of rebounded last night, though it didn't cover the spread. They're in the mix. Uh, there's probably, there's Gonzaga and Baylor, and then there's probably six to eight other teams that I think have a legitimate shot. Tennessee would be one of those. What are your thoughts on the Cougs here, the Houston Cougars, who uh, the the transfer rule kind of bites them in the ass uh, as, soon as, that, as soon as the floodgates open up? But what do you think of UH's chances uh, going forward this season? Well, I mean, not a lot of weaknesses. Uh, I mean, efficiently, you know, offense and defense, top 20. I mean, that, that's significant defensively, uh, as good as anybody in the entire country. I need them to be a little bit better on the offense side of the ball as far as shooting the three. I mean, we, we've seen how basketball in general has really moved to that. I mean, you got to have guys capable of making shots, and anything can happen if you have a really bad off night. That would be my only hang-up, but, but certainly – and we're just talking, I don't consider really a Gonzaga to be a mid-major. Uh, you know, if you put them aside, then Houston obviously is that team as far as outside the, the power four or five conferences that, that looks like they're capable of making a run. All right, that's Brad Powers. You can uh, get him at bradpowersports.com. Follow him on Twitter at bradpowers7. He is a genius in all things wagering, but specifically college football and college basketball. Brad, great talking with you, man, and uh, – uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep it going with some basketball next week if that's okay with you. All right, sounds good. Look forward to it, guys. Take care. All right, Brad Powers. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. So blitz on ESPN ninety seven five ninety two five. Is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5? You are listening to the Blitz. On ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Happy Thursday, everybody. Late hits with Patrick Creighton, 7 tonight. And a Hall of Fame, Booker T and Brad at 9. Did you see like Bad Bunny or somebody made a song about Booker T in it? Uh, I did see something like yeah. that. It, it, more importantly... Tonight on uh, the Hall of Fame, there's a special guest 
that uh, Booker and Brad had. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin joins them on the program tonight at 9 o'clock. Well, the show starts at 9. I don't know exactly what time he'll be on, but Stone Cold on tonight with Booker and Brad. That's badass. Yeah. He was one of my favorites. That was that was kind of the last era where I was really into it was Stone Cold and The Rock and Triple H and those guys. But uh, that's, a, that's a great get. Good job. That's why yep. he's a Hall of Famer. Two-time Hall of Famer. Um, and... Uh, yeah, let's do the Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. This is from right here in Harris County. I don't know if you uh, you saw the story, but a uh, woman named Elise James was working at a place called Bully Camp in Harris County where she was approached by a couple who are looking to purchase a $10,000 bulldog. Good God. $10,000 for a bulldog? That bulldog better, like, I don't know. Um, yeah. It better, gold. Have, yeah. better have a hooker attached to it. Yeah. Or, or, or four. But um, she went upstairs to grab paperwork for a UPS driver. The couple snagged the dog and took off. Oh. Rather than wait for lo- local law enforcement, she chased after him. And uh, she told K- told KPRC the puppy had had surgery just days prior and was in need of special medication. Oh, man. But uh, this is where things got weird. Uh, she said uh, the couple hit her car with their car when she demanded the puppy back. And uh, he basically very aggressively lurched the car forward in her direction and kind of slapped me on top of the car. So for the next 10 minutes, he's driving recklessly around the area and she's on the hood of the car. Jeez. You want to talk about devotion to your job to try to get that dog back. Uh, I mean, so obviously, I mean, I'm guessing the cops caught this guy, right? Um, it just, there's video of it. Doesn't say what happened afterwards. What? Yeah. You leave I, me hanging? Uh, I'm just, I, I mean, the whole story is. I got to know what happens here. She, uh, the, no, they, they arrested the woman. Um, for being on the hood? No, not, not no. Her. They wanted oh. to stole the dog. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Have they got the guy yet? Uh, last thing I saw yesterday is I think they still are looking for him. Oh, so he, I don't know if she ratted on him or not. What are you going to do? You're going to go on like a, a lifelong manhunt? Like are you just giving up your your normal life and going into hiding over a dog? Imagine what a loon you've got to be. Um, they identified the woman as 21 year old Roishana King. She was arrested as been charged with aggravated robbery with a deadly weapon. They have not identified the man she was with. And she's not she's not snitching, huh? No, but they did get away with the dog. Now, I don't know if they've recovered the dog yet. Uh, I assume they did when they caught the woman. But that's not clear. You know, these these TV news stories, they don't always give you all the details. Jeez. So, but, man, props to her. Did she get, like, on the freeway with this thing? Uh, or was it, it just, like, in the neighborhood? Yeah, I think it was just in the neighborhood. But still, for 10 minutes, uh, I don't. I don't know... I don't know if I have that kind of um, devotion to something. Like if it's my dog, yeah. But if I just work there, I don't know. I might. If, if you if you're around dogs like that a lot, you probably would do that. If you worked at a place like that, that's your Zadok Jewelers gym of the day. The gym of the day. It's the gym of the day. The Zadok Jeweler gym of the day. 
Hockley Dan, get that woman an internship. She would screen phone calls correctly. <laughs> yeah, don't really have a lot of interns right now, do we? No. It's it's uh, dark times. So there's people like that should not be owning that dog. Well, yeah, if you're stealing the dog, yeah, you, you shouldn't. I don't. And in their minds, they probably think, oh, I know. I'll breed this dog and make a bunch of money off of it, not realizing that without the paperwork, you ain't getting a bunch of money for it. It's just a dog. It's it's not a $10,000 bulldog. Yeah. If you don't have the exact same breed, yeah. you can't breed it with some other type of bulldog and call it good. Well, and it, and like you can, I forget what the other registry is called. Like AKC is the one that, you know, people pay the big bucks for. There's another one that you can basically like send a picture of them and say, oh, this is what kind of dog it is. And they'll send you some paperwork, but like it, it way, way reduces the amount of money you can get for puppies. Uh, people are dumb. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that said, like, hell, my, I mean, I'd probably, if someone tried to take my dog, I'd probably climb on their car and, you know, I'd fight that ass too. If they try to take the Corgi, I'd probably let them go. But if they try to take my German Shepherd, I would, I would fight. I think your German Shepherd would. Yeah, fight on that's his actually own. probably. Yeah. The, the, I probably wouldn't have to defend her honor. I don't think you're right about that. Well, I might have to defend the little dog. Plus, it, you, I mean, your Shepherd's pretty big. They'd have a hard time picking up that dog. You're not moving that dog if she doesn't want to move. Yeah, it's, and she's. I'm guessing she's close enough with the corgi now that if they try to take the corgi. They well, if they try to arm. take the corgi from her house, oh yeah, 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 that wouldn't go well. Um. Yeah, like Derby's too big, just like your shepherd is. Yeah, and Dynamo wouldn't—they wouldn't let anybody get close to her. <laughs> so, right. but yeah, I'd probably climb on the the hood. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN is your number, but yeah, I, I don't have to worry about that because it's not like like Derby loves everybody. If if somebody wanted to try to steal her, they'd probably lure her, and and she'd be like, "Oh yeah, you're great, you're great, you're great," and then and then she'd probably. Once she realizes they were trying to take her away, she'd bite them. Yeah. The little one just wouldn't let you get anywhere near her. She'd just bark and bark and then probably take a snip at you if you tried to grab her. She just she doesn't like anybody. I don't blame her. Uh, 713-780-ESPN is your number. Um, yeah, still, Curtin says, what about Dynamo? She would fight. Yeah, she would. She would. Uh, well, she'd run away. I mean, she well, she'd run up and snip at you and... Then she'd turn around and run, and you wouldn't be able to grab her. About the only way you... I'm not going to tell you how to steal my dog, because that's, that's, you know, that's not cool. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's talk, a little, talk a little gambling. Uh, heard AJ talking about his basketball plays. We talked with Brad Powers about how to bet the uh, championship game, about some college basketball, and it's all doable on my bookie. How about this? You got Sam Houston starting tomorrow night. My bookie. Uh, you got the NFL playoffs this weekend. My bookie. That's the place to go. Mybookie.ag, promo code radio, and you're going to get a halfway deposit match up to $1,000. How about that? And the great thing about my bookie, they've got in game wagering, they've got every sport. Uh, they, they've got, uh, they also have contests. They have all kinds of opportunities for bonuses. All you have to do is go to mybookie.ag. And the great thing is, when you win, you get paid. And that's not the case with a lot of these sites. My bookie is uh, that that's that's their whole motto. You know, you bet you win, they pay. And so many times in the past, I've had issues, but not with my bookie. Never with my bookie. And they great, got great customer service. Get signed up today. Mybookie.ag promo code radio. 
Sign up today. Get a halfway deposit match up to $1,000. Promo code radio. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. ESPN 97.5. We'll be right back after this break. 